You better believe that I'm thinking after that one and six finish, uh, after starting the way we started and doing the things that we've done in the past, that I'm thinking I'm going to prove them right again, and we're going to prove them right. Right? We got to reprove ourselves. We got to go prove it again. And so, just hungry to be able to prove myself again to you know Mr. Laurie and the faith he's had in me, and Howie and the faith he's had in me, and and the rest of the team and and the city. That was Nick Sirianni's pitch. At least that's what he told us. He said to Jeffrey Laurie when they met to decide his fate after the Eagles' disastrous end to their season. It was enough. The important thing for us to look at is before the stretch, which was a you know, difficult stretch, you know, not diminishing the one and six stretch at the end, we were 26-5 and five over the last 31 games. That is hard to do in the National Football League. That is hard to find a head coach in this league who has that record of success. That was Howie Roseman's rationale. And this is how weeks of speculation about Sirianni's job status came to a formal end. There was no official announcement, just a beleaguered show of solidarity. Roseman and Sirianni sitting next to each other on stage in the Novacare complex for 35 minutes during the Eagles' January 24th end of season press conference. You could see it on their faces what the last seven games and the last week had done to Roseman and Sirianni. It's not going to take a snap of the fingers. We got to work hard. We, we got to do whatever we can to have the right people bringing the right people to do that. Statistically, you know, you finished positive on a lot of different things, but by the, obviously at one of six finish, you know, there was things that, that got stale. Whatever the product is, at the end of the day, that's, that's on me, that's on coach, and, and we accept that. And we try to make the best decisions we possibly can so that the confetti can fall on our head again and we can be world champs again because that's the only agenda. Even though Sirianni survived, his top hand-picked coordinators did not. Now, the Eagles have to figure out what's next and move forward. There are lots of questions Roseman and Sirianni still have to answer. With so much up in the air and another huge offseason on the horizon, we felt we couldn't stay away. I'm Jeff McLean, and this is the Uncovering the Birds offseason notebook. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're planning to release the next season of Uncovering the Birds, Season 3, in a few months, probably around early to mid-spring. But between now and then, we don't want it to go dark or leave you in the dark. It's looking like there's going to be a lot happening in the months ahead. So I'm going to check in whenever the news dictates, like it is now. The Eagles have decided to stick with Nick Sirianni. These exit meetings happen every year. And this one seemed to be delayed a little bit because Jeffrey Lurie was away, apparently down in the Caribbean, shopping for a yacht. Nevertheless, this is something that Jeffrey does every year with every coach. In this case, obviously, there was a lot of attention on it because of the way the season ended and the likelihood that Jeffrey was going to tell Nick Sirianni, from my understanding, that he was going to have to make some significant changes to his coaching staff. Sean Desai was fired. Matt Patricia, who replaced him, wasn't coming back. He had only a one-year contract. Brian Johnson, then I found out, was being fired as well. Whether it was an ultimatum given to Nick Sirianni or not by Jeffrey Lurie, this is what happened, and this is where we are. Nick Sirianni has to replace both his coordinators and probably a number of assistants under them and under him as well. The most important thing we got to do is we got to have a, we got to have a vision for how we want it to look. We have to have a process that we want to have. And sometimes you can have a vision, you can have a process, and the result's not what you want, you know. And so you got to make sure that you're not overreacting 
to result that, you know, maybe just kind of was an aberration in the moment. As far as where Howie Roseman factors into all this, Howie's the GM. And I think there's this misunderstanding out there that Nick Sirianni reports to Howie. He does not. This is generally how it's done throughout the league. The GM and head coach work in concert and they report separately to the owner. Understandably so, you can look at Howie as part of ownership or part of management because he's been there for so long. He's Jeffrey's most trusted lieutenant. They have a close bond. He's the guy that Jeffrey talks to the most when he wants to know about the team. As I've reported before and having been around the team know this, that relationship is vital to the organization and obviously the success that they've had, the great success that they've had. We don't know specifically how much influence Howie Roseman has over whether Nick Sirianni was back. I'm sure there's some influence there, but Jeffrey Lurie is the only one who can effectively answer as to why Nick Sirianni is back. The last time he spoke was at the owners' meetings last March. He will likely be there again in Orlando this coming March. But until then, we won't know how the owner really feels about his head coach. So Sirianni stays. And during his season-ending news conference, he revealed that the new offensive coordinator will effectively bring his own scheme and be in charge of the offense. The same will happen, obviously, on the defensive side. That left open the question that if Sirianni isn't responsible for scheme, per se, what exactly is his role? Nick, if the, if the offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense, what is your role going to be? The head coach of you know, the football team. What does team. that entail? How, how does it change? Yeah, um, my job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the defense, not the head coach of the special teams, but be the, be the head coach of the football team. And so that's building the culture. That's making sure the culture's working you know, with our, our five core values. Effectively, Nick is now CEO. There are plenty of examples of that around the league, and there have been successful ones. Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Dan Campbell right now in Detroit. These are coaches that have a hand in all facets of the team, but they just aren't strictly responsible for the scheme design and for calling the plays. I think that there's this narrative out there that because Nick isn't responsible for scheme on either side of the ball, that he's just cheerleader or the guy who's only set in the culture, but that's not the case. He's going to be involved in every facet of the team, and ultimately he has final say on everything because he's the head coach. But it does take away some of the original reasons that Jeffrey Lurie hired him that he spoke about in the press conference when Nick was introduced as the new head coach. Let's go back to January 2021. Jeffrey Lurie spoke about Nick, and this is the guy Lurie thought he was hiring. I, I just want to uh, kind of go into uh, why Nick Sirianni. Nick, with a, with a, a group of so many um, uh, good candidates uh, just shined throughout the process from the very beginning. You know, somebody that knew the game as well as anybody, football IQ off the charts. As soon as you got to spend time with Nick, and we, we probably spent about, I don't know, 10, 12 hours together over two days, it, it became apparent that this is a very special communicator, not just a brilliant football IQ, which was very evident early on as we'd go through how he game plans, how he faces uh, attacks, defenses, and how to maximize your personnel, not just sort of uh, relying on a scheme, but how to each week attack exactly where, uh, who you're playing and what their strengths and weaknesses are. 
in great detail. Somebody who the picture that Lurie was painting then is much different than it is now. There's no reason to think that Nick can't evolve into an effective CEO type coach, but typically coaches aren't stripped of power or lose power and then become the CEO coach and then survive because there isn't much tying them to the team anymore. And if things go bad, it's much easier for Jeffrey Lurie to hook Sirianni than to keep him. Let's hit on what happened with Brian Johnson. I'm not sure if scapegoat is the appropriate word to use in his firing, but talking to some coaches and some staffers from the Eagles, they viewed him as kind of the guy caught in the middle between Nick Sirianni's scheme that he had to call plays for and run effectively, and Jalen Hurts, the quarterback that he has known since Jalen was four years old. That relationship may have made it difficult for Brian to really do the job the way he wanted to. So one of the big questions now is how will the new offensive coordinator affect Jalen Hurts and his development? Nick Sirianni declined to say how Hurts felt about the Brian Johnson firing. He did mention, obviously, their relationship, and that suggests that he's not particularly happy. But the Eagles now have to find a guy that can accentuate Hurts' strengths and get him to playing like he did in 2022 when he nearly won the MVP. Defensive coordinator, that situation is a little more clear. It just came out just now that said that Big Fangio and the Dolphins parted ways and that specifically the Eagles will be, said, said specifically he will be the top target for the Eagles. I'm just curious if you can comment on that. We got a lot of good, we got a lot of good targets um, that we're working through, you know, and, and there are a lot of guys that have, have done really well in their interview process and look forward to continue on that process. We'll see what happens. The Eagles seem to be close to hiring Vic Fangio, the guy they wanted last offseason. Fangio has been around a long time. The 65-year-old has had success on multiple teams running what has now become kind of the en vogue scheme in the NFL. And it's the one the Eagles started using with Jonathan Gannon and that Sean Desai used as well. But instead of having guys who run someone else's scheme, they're going to have the guy running his scheme. Fangio has a very strong personality. And what the Eagles are getting now is essentially the head coach of the defense. Now, he only lasted one year in Miami. And there are reports coming out of there that he wasn't getting along with some players. So that is potentially something the Eagles are going to have to navigate when Fangio gets in here. But his record speaks for itself. He's had some of the top defenses in the NFL for the last two decades. And remember, the last two defensive coordinators the Eagles had great success with were those types of coordinators and that they had strong personalities like Jim Johnson and Jim Schwartz, and they weren't shy about speaking their mind and being in some ways a head coach in the building. Now, that could create a weird dynamic with Nick Sirianni because you have this stronger personality, but we'll see how that plays out. As for what happens to the rest of the coaching staff, we'll have to wait and see. As Sirianni alluded to, a number of his assistants will have to wait until the Eagles hire coordinators to know their fates. Offensive line coach Jeff Stoughton, to no surprise, will be back again. Sirianni mentioned pass game coordinator Kevin Petula on Wednesday, so he's expected as well. But many of the other assistants on both sides of the ball were told that they're going to have to be in this holding period until the new coordinators are hired so they can be part of the evaluation process, deciding which assistants stay or not. The hiring of assistants is another example of how 
Nick Sirianni is giving up a little of his control. To get the coordinators that they want to, they're going to have to give them some sway in deciding which coaches they want underneath them. We'll see how this all plays out in the next few weeks. This entry in the Uncovering the Birds offseason notebook was produced by Brian Seltzer. Uncovering the Birds is a production of the Philadelphia Inquirer and KOW News Radio original podcasts. Please consider leaving us a review or rating if you got the time. You can listen to Uncovering the Birds free on the Odyssey app, inquire.com slash podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. I'm Jeff McLean. Follow me on X at Jeff underscore McLean, and you can find me on other social media platforms for breaking news and updates throughout the offseason. We'll talk to you soon.